0: operation valkyrie is in effect in this episode we go over some meta community building and the german army for bolt action welcome to trident wargaming a podcast dedicated to all aspects of tabletop
1: wargaming your hosts are bill and andy
0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Trident War Gaming, episode 13, with some bolt action. I'm your host, Andy, and with me I have Jason here again. How's it going, Jason? Good, good. Excellent, excellent. So in this uh, episode, uh, we're going to go over a couple different topics. Um, we'll go all over some meta for the game. Uh, We'll also go over some bolt action community building, Uh, also have some rules for some units and and some of the ideas we have on them, you know, if things should be upgraded, stuff like that. And then also we will have a little section of uh, armies from the armchair where uh, me and Jason will kind of go over the uh, German army in a little bit of detail, so that will be our agenda for today um but to start off what are you working on today jason what are you working on lately
1: well uh a whole bunch of victory at sea okay i'm working on all the ships to do the battle of denmark Strait. nice I'm halfway painted three quarters painted the hood the uh prince eugen the bismarck and the Prince of Wales and I've been working on uh, the epic Civil War stuff
0: All right the stuff that just came out not too long ago yeah yeah I haven't touched that stuff yet but I'm sure it's coming in the future. <laughs> <laughs> it better be uh, As for myself uh, still still kind of plugging away at the um, the German winter Army for the Stalingrad. Uh, Event later down the road that I'm putting in the works for planning Um, more of like the special teams and whatnot and a couple tanks so hopefully in the next few months I'll actually have it completed I got a whole bunch of other projects from other systems going on as well Um, and then I'll have to start looking at terrain which I believe will be in the next next two months uh after we're done this one project, I'll be stepping up to actually getting my terrain going. Um, Sweet. I did do, I did put another order in for some uh, of the Cerisa uh, precision train sets and tracks just to, awesome. uh, yeah, just to fill up the uh, Stalingrad
1: board that I'm trying to do. Um, and if people don't know, you got the tractor factory Yes. and another factory like combination set
0: yeah the big kit yeah yeah so Sweet. it's a lot of mdf but um <laughs> i do have half of it built and it was pretty fun to do and then paint it up myself it's really fun <clears throat> it'll make for uh make for an awesome board with a lot of different pieces right so
1: yeah but that's, that's what thing cool. bulk action thrives in is a cluttered you know board lots of different terrain types you know, that's where it excels. It's, it's a lot more interesting than, you know, fighting in an open field when you have (laughs) stuff going on. Very true. That's very true.
0: And there's so much, so much that you can do, right? Especially uh, the customized stuff that players tend to do. Mm -hmm. It's just ridiculous. Like at some point in time, you know, I I will do D-Day. I will have the cliffs with all the bunkers, the beaches, and it'll be uh, it'll be pretty good.
1: Nice. So, I have the
0: obstacles if you need some. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Uh, some new releases uh, or pre-orders looking like they're coming out, eh? For Victory at Sea as well. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that. Uh, you got the Regia Marina fleet.
1: That's pretty neat. A couple of the ships. Some Italian action to go against the uh, the British.
0: Yeah. Well, they released the the new rulebook, right? That big honkin' rulebook, which is amazing.
1: It's so awesome. much. Anybody who picked up BAS and you know liked it, thought it was kind of interesting, but maybe not as in depth as they wanted it to be, uh, should really look at the main rulebook, the new one, as it really dives into stuff like. Uh, submarines and uh uh you know more into uh the aircraft uh, and whatnot as aircraft well and 20 yep. there's 20 or so 23 something like that scenarios uh in in there for battles all over all over the place you know against the germans and against the uh the japanese and the italians broken up into nice sections yeah uh, you know i played kind of you know it's COVID time so i played against myself i'm a terrible opponent and also a player. <laughs> I played through some of the scenarios you know with with the boats i have and uh they've been really good and the uh, submarine rules are really fun obviously less interesting against yourself because i know where they are but they kind of deploy in secret hmm. and uh until you know they're uh, either attack or are picked up on uh, you know on uh, sonar and stuff. So it would make for a really fun uh, game. And I happen to have like a buttload of submarines and a buttload of uh, that's a technical term of uh, <laughs> ships.
0: Yeah, you got quite quite the amount of miniatures for that game too. No, it's good. I'm glad that they uh, have gone forward with it. And I had a f- sneaky f- feeling that there was going to be more than just that little pamphlet you got as a rule yeah. book, right? I had a feeling there's going to be more. And uh, as you can see with some of the releases, like I said, there's the uh, the Italian fleet. You got more the Royal Navy coming out. You have more uh, of the German Kriegsmarine coming out as well. Like the uh, Tirpitz is coming out here. Nice. So that's pretty neat. Um, you got the Ark Royal for the uh, for the Royal Navy, for the Brits. So yep. it's good. I, I like that yeah. they're doing this. It's another game, another great game. We've played it a few times. Uh, it, it's really fun, you know, um, just setting it up and seeing it on the board and, and, just having your ships duke it out or try to accomplish the mission. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, I like it. And I, Like most of the Warlord games for me, it accomplishes a pretty good kind of middle ground between, uh, you know, faster-paced game and, you know, details kind of in the middle where there are some, especially naval games, where... You need charts upon charts to reference mm-hmm. your charts and which chart do you reference for referencing charts? Uh so they can get quite complicated. So for me, Victory at Seas is a really good has a little like a level of detail, but is still simple to play, you know? Complex but simple maybe. It's enjoyable for sure. Yeah. For sure. And much much like bolt action, right? I mean there's other yep. games out there that hit more on the the nitty-gritty detail you know but uh bolt action plays a bit more free flowing which i yeah i like i'm not as much as i'm a history buff i'm not there to specifically replicate exactly what would happen i'm there to have fun and play a game with the idea of honoring what was there you know oh
0: 100% I know there are games out there that are way more detailed, right? But uh, I'm the same thing. I prefer it this way. So, uh, but going on with Bolt Action, um, I guess we will (coughs) jump on to one of our first topics. And I guess it's the the meta of the game. And uh, there was one, I was reading online, there's one question that came up and I was like, Hmm, that's a good question. Is Bolt Action a meta strategy game? Now, if you guys don't know what the meta kind of means, it's kind of what you're seeing a lot in the games that you're playing, in the areas that you're playing or at the tournaments. You know, uh, do you see like most armies are veteran armies because they're just that damn tough? Or are you seeing a lot of min-maxing? Are you seeing a lot of guys using two reinforced platoons and filling out their tank option, you know, their armored option with the largest tanks that they could get and the smallest amount of troops that they can possibly get, right? So for me, I mean, in, in our community, I've seen a vast array of armies, mm-hmm. you know, Um, as for what players like to use, like I've said before in, in previous episode, we do have a fair bit of veteran players, right? As in like veteran quality troops. Um, so you do see that a lot, but as for like, is the game like a meta strategy game? I personally don't think it is. I think there's way more people out there who uh, are playing it for just the pure enjoyment and fun of it compared to, you know, uh making these killer lists just to wipe the board. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think like any game it probably like it can be broken, you know, somebody can you know, uh dissect it and oh, for you sure. Know, go for broken and seek to annihilation is as the only goal, but I haven't really seen that, you know, no, even at most people, even when they're playing something, which is, you know, tough, or I've seen online where people are like that's, you know, cheese ball or whatever. I can see that most people are using it because it fits their theme or fits the, the army they're kind of going for right. more than just, you know, eking out that victory at all cost, And, and I, I like to, personally, I like to play the kind of game I like to play as the kind of player that I want to play against. Mm-hmm. So I really try to stay away from uh, too much. But that being said, I play an all veteran army as one of my armies uh, being the, uh, the first Canadian parachute battalion. So yeah. And they can be tough, but the game does a pretty good job about balancing it out. Like my guys are tough, but you can have twice as many. And also, I'm really limited on my tanks. Like yeah. I, I have one, and it's not, it's not very good. It's not, it's, no, that's not going to knock out a tiger. So,
0: I think uh, I think you see maybe more of this, more of at, you know the larger official tournaments um i know when i went to lvo the last two, uh, couple mm-hmm. of years um i did check out some of the games and you can see some of the armies were were built with you know some powerful units right um yeah. but it didn't seem like anybody really was uh going super hardcore with min maxing like you've seen a lot of infantry on the board you know, mm-hmm. sure, you've seen some of the tanks that had multiple machine guns, but okay, well, there's ways of dealing with them, right? So, yeah, but
1: it costs a lot of points, too. You know, and mm-hmm. to be fair, tanks are fun, I have nothing against, yeah, yeah. People bringing tanks, I, and, and to the point of being at the LVO, you know, if you are going to go for a, you know, let's try to bust a guy up maybe that's the one place where it's if know. if you know
0: if you know it's a competitive tournament then yeah. yeah yeah go for it right that's what you're going for to if you're trying to win top right place then you know what by all means that's what probably each of those players are going for uh could be wrong guys could be just going there to play and have fun which hey i think most people do um you're in vegas baby so um <laughs> I know when I was there, I had a lot of fun doing the tournament runs that I did, uh, for a different system, but actually even checking out the bolt, bolt action was pretty neat there and then meeting a nice. meeting, a couple of the reps too. Right. So, um, but as for like the meta, like you got your veterans, you know, we have, see and here locally it changes cause we have the veterans, we have guys like myself, I play mass infantry, you know, mm-hmm. um, we have a couple of guys who will run flamethrowers in trucks. Zoom, you know, zoom to where they need, pop out, and then just roast the guy. Yeah,
1: you know, we've seen that.
0: You know, so that's kind of the meta here. Um,
1: and so. and like and also like massed infantry can be really devastating, but also, I mean, it it, comes with, it comes with comes with a cost. And putting your your flamethrowers in a truck and driving them up and popping them out. That could be great, but also it could be just, you know, you probably fifty points or 30, 35 to fifty for your vehicle and then fifty for your your flamethrower. It it could also be a hundred points of nothing because yeah. you rolled a two or a one, you know? When you when you popped out or your vehicle got smoked. Oh for sure. Know? For sure. So so yeah, I think yeah. You're you're right, you know, uh, but I, I do think it does a pretty good job of at least making people have to pay a cost if they're going to go for that that thing, or they're only going to focus on one element, mm-hmm. you know, to try and uh, beef up that aspect of the game. Then then there's uh, there's drawbacks in in other sides. No, for sure, for sure,
0: and I think. Um and that, and that's the thing is there's certain certain <clears throat> ways of building armies that can really really affect your game for sure like when i was i was reading some stuff some articles and um and i know this was mentioned before with some of our players here in, in the area but the bamboo uh <laughs> you know bamboo fighting horde like that's a lot of models. That's a lot of bodies on the board coming at you. Yeah. I don't I don't think you have enough to deal with that. Unless you have another horde arm yourself. Um, but apparently that's is one of the metas in tournaments, which for me come tournaments, like I've said before, I'd rather do um, you know, a narrative event. Where everybody's going to be involved building armies suited towards you know the campaign or the setup of the missions or the whole storyline of the whole day right yeah um but don't get me wrong i do love a good challenge and i would have no problem going up against these kind of armies at all i mean you've you've seen it jason i mean i've i've, yeah. I've done it before I, I come from, um, you know, a, a group of, of gents that play hard. They build solid lists in whatever game that they're playing. Uh, but they also give their armies a touch of, uh, you know, fluff or story. But they can still build a good list, right? So it, it was yeah. different coming into playing other guys that were playing a more of a historical game so it's pretty neat it's a good good experience um but yeah meta let us know what you guys think (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so going on to our 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 next topic i guess um is and it kind of can go with this meta thing but is like building a bolt action community so even though right now is a little hard to do things like that, there are still things that you can do within communities to keep the hype going. Um, I know we do a lot of painting, you know, painting prompts and uh, some giveaways. Um, You know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be one of the Sarges here in our local area uh, to actually able to get stuff to support, our communities which Mm -hmm. which is awesome um so thanks warlord for that uh thanks Emiliano. and also red claw gaming thank you (laughs) (laughs) i know uh i know dusty is out of apta game as well right yeah so he's got stuff that goes on through there as well and i know we've talked we'll have to get him on the show at some point but yeah building the community i mean When we started, like, honestly, when I started, like, there was only two people playing. And then within the year, like, there was, we had one time, there was like 20 guys at the shop.
1: Yeah, 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 it it was uh, Curtis and Tony at the Red Claw. Yeah. I had started playing with Dustin a couple years before I started going to the Red Claw store. Dustin and Chris and uh, our friend Will and George Mm
0: -hmm.
1: kind of played a bit at my house, well, twice a month or so. And uh, that kind of uh, fell a bit to the wayside as, you know, lives get busier and whatnot. So, of course, of course. Dustin and I were looking for a place to, to, you know, uh, play in the community. And mm-hmm. we randomly went to Red Claw one night when we heard there was a game night. And, yeah, I think it was me, Dustin, uh, Tony, and Curtis, and you. Yeah. And then, yeah, within maybe a couple of weeks of that, we were having, uh, you know, you couldn't get a table. You're That's you're right. <laughs> That's right. I miss those days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially now. Oh, my gosh yeah but uh the paint contest though have been uh a nice way to kind of stay uh you know quasi connected
0: mm-hmm.
1: in you know in a safe way that we can oh yeah i do like people and painting and <laughs> the game i guess you know oh yeah well, it's it was There's... one of those things right okay.
0: It's one of those things where like in my head, I was like, okay, you know what? Need to stay active in that page. Need to, and this actually goes a long way with a lot of groups, a lot of gaming groups. You know, is is when you're talking about building communities and stuff, you know, you have your hardcore players that will be there all the time and and support you, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But sometimes things go quiet, you know? Yeah. Um, One of the biggest things with building a community is, is is being active, like showing, showing people that you're, you are active, that you are actually doing stuff, that you're looking at it all the time, that you're trying to bring things out or trying to get people involved. Right. And it it goes for, it goes for any game. Right. Um, I I don't know how many times I must've like typed in everybody's single name, tagging them on that Facebook page to come down (laughs) on the Wednesdays. Like that was my ritual. It was like Tuesday night, da da da, 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 da You know, and uh, yeah, it's just keeping on contact with people, right? So yeah, for sure. And
1: it's like, yeah, you know, it's like a, a party. If you show up to a party and it's like three dudes, you're probably not that interested in staying very long. <laughs> but if you show up to a party and there's a bunch of people and there's music and everything's going on. Mm-hmm. You're more than likely to stay, you know, so, it, you know, it, it piques interest of, you know, people we don't know, you know, that might be, become our uh, our friends too, you know.
0: Yeah. And we've had and, a lot of people come and go.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, like life gets in the way. People move, people's jobs get more complicated than they are, and they don't have time or they have a family, you know. Like, uh, I mind gaming, uh, you know, fell by the wayside a bit. Uh, just as I moved into uh, a different uh, career path a while ago, a long time ago. And then I was out of the hobby for maybe 10 years. And then Dustin and I randomly like, yeah, let's, let's just get stuff and, and start again.
0: I went through that too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we did. And, and, you know, it started with uh, some civil war stuff. And then we found bolt action and like, Oh yeah, that's fun. And, and uh and I'm I was stubborn enough where I decided that I'm going to buy two armies for bolt action. If my friends don't want to invest, that's fine. I'll paint them both up and they can they can play. But it turns out out of my, my group that I mentioned a, a few moments ago, kind of everybody decided to get into it anyway. So Nice. So and then onto the Redraw and and into the community I'm in now and
0: And it helps, right? Like Yeah. But yeah, like, just for the communities, some of the good things to do is, and I mean, one of the big things is age of technology, make a Facebook group. You know, a um, lot of guys post pictures, a lot of guys talk with each other, questions, you know, FAQs, different content comes out. It's a great way to keep in contact with everybody. Um, try making, like, local events. Not everything has to be... Uh, you know, all grandiose, like you can have an event in the shop, like we did with Tank War,
1: you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've had a, a couple of uh, really fun events. I, you know, the there was that uh, pretty near the beginning of uh, when people really started showing up. Uh, Curtis ran that uh, Escalation League, which was yep. pretty successful, and it was great because there was a lot of new guys, so Well, Escalation League, if you don't know, it's every week. You kind of, or I think we were on a two-week schedule, but every two weeks you add a certain amount of points that you you can add to your army, which you got to bring in uh, painted so people can kind of start with what they had and then slowly add to it and add to it. And by the time you're done at the end, you have an army already, you know, and you got the motivation to to paint, you know, because you want to win the... Uh, I'm going to get this guy because I got you know I got to get this squad done for next week you know (laughs) and you know it was uh, it was pretty fun that was a really great way to start so I think uh, especially if you're a newer group and maybe even when we get back to gaming get back to gaming maybe an escalation league is the way to start you know start small oh yeah you know because people haven't played for a while yeah. going to forget some of the rules and how it goes and probably we're all you know lonely and pathetic in our you know in our little caves now so we're going to be talking about everything else too. <laughs> so the games are going to take longer and then that will start to wear off and then you can move forward with bigger games.
0: Maybe yeah, that's it sure. Yeah, and there's there's things that you can do and like I have I've had some plans for it too but it will be later down the road when I'm actually ready to do it but uh you, you know, you can have people involved in campaigns. Um, there's demo days when you're back at it. Like I did a lot of those. I, uh, being the Sarge, I really like jumped in there and got involved. Um, reaching out to people, like posting, saying, hey, if anybody wants to come out and try it out, hit me up. We'll schedule something and come on down. And there's a time where I'm, you know, training training two people at the same time, right? Tra- checking out the game. There was another time where uh with one of the shops, we had the local comic and entertainment expo. And mm-hmm. you know, they had a booth there and I ran demos for, you know, 8 hours, 10 hours all day long on yeah. the weekend, right? Yeah. And you get a you know, you get a, a couple of people checking it out, a couple of guys excited to play it. Um, I know I've uh, one of the guys who actually started coming down to play, that's where he started, so it was good to see that. Uh, but it's also a good feeling when you know you have a um, a father and son come and check it out, and you can see the excitement in the kid's eyes of this miniature game, and you can just see his cogs turning of what he wants to do. Yeah, and, and then you look at it and you st- take a step back, that was me.
1: Yeah, right. Oh, that's...
0: Um, so yeah so like building community you know uh, doing stuff like that is some of the best ways to do it Um, if you don't have uh, a Sarge in your area if you do have a shop that carries bolt action or Warlord Games products you can always um, find out through the shop if they have a Sarge and there's a sarge program um so yeah you keep in touch with pretty much the store and the rep and what's going on and you'll get some free demos coming and demo some games so and it's not just bolt action with them right so um but yeah, yeah it's a whole range yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so so yeah those that, that was a couple of ideas and stuff for for building communities um and and ultimately from what i've seen from not only the shop that i'm at but also at the other shop where you guys started as well everybody's been really good everybody's been great you know the same kind of mentality um haven't ran into any issues you know and everybody just wants to roll dice
1: yeah roll dice and have fun we've had a bunch of successful You know, events, you know, you have run, uh, Dustin and I have helped, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Curtis and Tony have run, you know, lots of different guys running stuff from, you know, uh, Escalation League, like I mentioned, uh, a tournament, and that, uh, what was it, uh, Spring... uh, Spring Fling, yeah, Spring 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 Assault, assault. yeah, that's what it was. Spring Assault, that was it, yeah, with the uh, Pegasus Bridge. Yeah, oh, you guys... You guys did a bad left up job Ocean on that. League. Yeah, so there's we've been really lucky in this community. So we're uh, hoping, you know, once uh stuff clears up that we can get back to uh to uh you know Doing rebuilding that. a little bit and uh and kinda getting stronger than uh than even before. And I know you've mentioned, you know, ideas for for a campaign and stuff, which I think will be Uh, super fun so yeah exactly
0: exactly so on to our next topic is uh some of the i guess some of the rules and or units that we kind of look at and sometimes we might think you know are these really worth taking is this slightly overpowered you know is this uh how does this impact me in the games right yeah and one of the ones i want to bring up is um the snipers your sniper unit that you can pick mm-hmm. so and i've heard both sides of the coin right like of the story is some people think they're overpowered other people don't
1: my snipers are terrible yeah My sniper could not hit the side of a barn. And I've tried them because they're kind of cool. I don't know. The idea is kind of a neat idea. So it's fun to have. So I I usually or or quite often bring one. And I've even played a list where I was allowed to bring three, uh, Mm. you know, one time uh, to see how that would go. And they do nothing but miss. I miss, 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 miss. So so they are not overpowered in my eyes.
0: Yeah, uh, see, and like I think they're I think they're good. They've got a good kind of balance to them. Uh, myself, I use them more of to take out those special teams, you know. Yeah, right?
1: And that's that's their biggest thing, and that's kind of where most of the complaints are really. Yeah. You know, people don't like when they lose a a team to a single shot, and I get that.
0: So with, with the sniper, like, guys don't know. I'm like, well, wh- what are you talking about? Um, so they have the ability to scope in, right? Um, anything below 12 inches for them is, a, is an automatic miss, but they can scope into 36 inches. Um, when they fire at, at a unit, they actually ignore the uh, negative hit modifiers, Uh, except for if they've lost their assistant or they have a pin marker on them, right? Um, So they ignore the rest of them and they also ignore gun shields. So they're pretty much hitting on a three plus if they're all all in the green, right? Yeah. And not only do they have that, But when they roll to damage a unit, it's always exceptional damage. So exceptional damage pretty much means
1: you get to pick what miniature pretty much dies. Yeah, you pick the opponent. You know, you pick uh, which guy you killed. Yes. Which can be great even when firing at a squad. You can pick the NCO or you can pick a LMG or if there's a flamethrower in there or whatever. You you get to choose, yeah. Uh, which can be a, a great ability if you can hit with it. But even needing threes, my snipers quite often miss.
0: <laughs> so and and that's just it. Like, I don't think snipers are op at all. I think they're very thematic, right? Yeah. Um. They do what they're supposed to do, right? They either hit or they miss. And that's one shot, right? One shot per turn. And that's if you haven't foobarred the deployment on him, right? Yeah. And like, I know I've done that, so I've had to reposition. But um, when he does work, you know, if you're trying to take out a certain unit, maybe a mortar team, maybe an MMG team, or you're trying to put pins on... A unit while you're trying to take out the nco and put a pin on them yeah that's that's pretty good Uh, but again you need to hit you need to hit and like you said plenty of times you just nope nope yeah nope yeah
1: and they're and they're not super expensive no no, i think they're an average of 65 points some armies are a little bit different
0: yeah so as for a change for them I think they're good the
1: way they are, you know. Yeah, and I actually like the uh, they get like they always do the uh, exceptional damage rule. It's yep. a, a good way to reflect that you know they they are using the scope. They're picking their targets. They're not just you know firing at a clump of dudes. They're
0: well, they're looking for the weak point, right?
1: Yeah, they're picking out the guy that they want, you know. So, so, so- I I like that. I think that's a good way to reflect it. But to be fair. It can be a pain in the butt when it's happening to you.
0: Yes, of course.
1: When somebody's sniper against you is killing you, it's so frustrating. But I kind of like the, you know, adversity. You know, I like that, oh, now I have to plan to take out this <laughs> one dude or, or avoid that area, you know, so. It's,
0: it's all part of the game, right? And, and
1: Yeah. There's
0: always the threat level of what unit I got to take out first or you know, this guy's going to be a pain in my butt. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, totally.
0: But um, I do like, though, that, you know, um, when they do fire against a a small team, um, like a mortar team, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you can actually target the weapon and take out the whole crew, right? That's just the mechanics of the game. I do like that they made sure to put in a clause that says that they cannot do that to artillery pieces.
1: Right? Yeah. It's just, just team weapons. Exactly. So. Yeah. so. yeah. Cause that would be, I mean, we would have a different conversation if they're <laughs> taking out a dude and then the whole artillery crew is cheesing up. Yeah, exactly. So,
0: as you've heard, we've mentioned MMG team in, in that little section too. Um, that's another unit uh that I wanted to bring up. And MMG teams, you know, they're 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 good for um cutting off a lane, some overwatch, but you know I almost feel like they need something else, you know. Um, some kind of thing where they do an extra pin yeah right like they're they're a machine gun they're they're hosing down an area suppression suppressing fire on this corridor on these units um
1: yeah it's area denial is what it should yeah, be. yeah
0: exactly like yes but
1: it does seem a little weak you know for for instance most uh mmg teams are 50 points mm-hmm uh but i can for 15 points on average upgrade an mmg on a vehicle yeah and they're more devastating off of a vehicle a lot of the times because i can't shoot it randomly roll uh get exceptional damage and then take out the whole team you know they're they're so they're uh they can be vulnerable against the team yeah No, makes sense. And, uh, you know, there's other ways to get machine guns in your army. That being said, I I quite often bring them because it kind of fits the theme I'm going for, but I know that I'm basically sinking points into me feeling like I'm doing a good job at presenting the theme.
0: Yeah, and, like, Uh, I I do take them. Actually, I take them all the time just because they fit that little slot. Um, Yeah. But, you know, there is other armies that have some advantages with them. Hence, you know the Germans. uh, The Germans, yeah, which we'll talk about later, and even the Americans, because I think the Americans get a three for one selection on machine guns.
1: Um, well, they have they have uh, I think three on their standard list at three slots. I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds actually right.
1: Something like that. They they can take a lot of them. Which is fair. They have a lot of them. Yeah. So. so you do get,
0: like, having multiple of them, okay, they're concentrating firing in this one section. That that works for me, right? Um, is that part of the meta? Yeah, sure. Is it, uh, do they need a boost? Uh, I, I still think so. Just to yeah. make them a little bit more worthwhile. Because, honestly, if you think about it, German MMG team, you can take a M- German MMG team. On the ground or you can take the motorcycle the sidecar
1: yeah which has an mmg yeah
0: well i'm gonna take the one that's more maneuverable
1: yeah right exactly 100 so... that's the biggest uh drawback and and just really how machine guns I, I think the mmg team should be cheaper than what it is 50 points is over price mm-hmm. and uh or Maybe look at how machine guns in general operate, and perhaps giving a machine gun like a D three pins. Uh, you know, anytime it hits, or, or or something, or maybe it's a pin per hit.
0: Yeah, Instead so of it's... a
1: pin like if you normally if you hit a unit, that unit gets one pin. Maybe make it for every hit it gets with that machine gun it's a pin so potentially it could be really devastating but usually you're not getting or every kill maybe or or something something to up the pins to represent that area denial that suppression fire kind of element i don't know that that's replicated very well other than yeah. it gets a couple more shots than a regular gun
0: and and see now that you're talking about that with the pins and like we mentioned that i kind of had to take a step back and realize well if they're going to do that to just regular mmg teams it's going to be it would be applied to all mmgs so your tanks just got better
1: yeah and maybe they make those more expensive like you know instead of making the mmg team cheaper apply that rule and make all machine guns you know more in line with the mmg uh team as per cost Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know the mmg team is 50 points but the uh mmg upgrade is is 15 or 20 yeah seems like there's a bit of a disparity there for no reason you know at all really
0: yeah, it's kind of hard to say what to do with them, right? But uh I mean, obviously Warlord hasn't done anything, they don't probably don't think it's broken, but um not that it is broken, it's just uh be nice to see something maybe a little something a little addition yeah, to it's them, a, right?
1: It's not the worst unit, it's just not as effective as it should be or maybe broken, or maybe not
0: broken. Or maybe what you do is you keep them the same way they are, but they automatically get this rule of entrenched where it's harder to hit them
1: yeah sure right so yeah. this way like... here's, here's the other thing too sorry to cut you off there no nope, no it's all good is that uh, mostly people are playing against people they know who are friends mm-hmm. or playing in their house or maybe they play at a store but they play the same people all the time or maybe the store has a, a pretty tight-knit community you can also house rule things. I, I see people complain all the time, like, "Oh, this rule is garbage. I hate it. Yeah. Why can't we change it? The world is going to end." You can just change. You can just change it. <laughs> yeah. You know? So that's another route. That if if these rules, some of them, uh, you know, if you're one of those guys that just snipers are the devil. They they ruin the fun of the game. Then if <laughs> everybody in your group agrees then change it feel free to you know try try it out for a couple of games try you know try the rules like we were talking about for the mmg try them out you know make it uh, a more expensive upgrade on on vehicles and make the uh the d3 pin rule for your local uh group there's nothing stopping you i mean obviously you can't bring it to a tournament that way yes but, uh, most games aren't played in tournaments most games are played against your buddy mm-hmm. you know drinking a beer and and having some fun so
0: yeah and it's funny you know, you say what the house rules because in other gaming systems and actually just recently that i've been looking into as well um there are community made actual like rule sets with additional units additional rules uh different options stuff like that and and it's it's actually gone crazy like it's it's very popular right so exactly what you said you know maybe that's something we do in the future is is we could even test run some of it in some events right or whatever and just see if if people like to do that or try it out um obviously like you said going to a official tournament or a tournament depends on the the tournament organizer right it's yeah you know but within the community and the group you know unless you're doing the whole competitive tournament scene play how you guys play how you guys want to play
1: right so why not and if everybody if everybody disagrees with you and says you know snipers are super fun if they're not the devil then don't yeah. change. you know you you have freedom it's your game exactly you know, it's, the rule book is a is uh you know there obviously it's it gives you how you can play but there's nothing saying you know you don't sign a a document saying that you can never play it a, another way or slightly alter a rule i mean <laughs> you just have to make sure that your opponent knows about it too yeah <laughs> you can't just change the rules without everybody knowing but very true, very but true. yeah Make so, your
0: game. so going forward uh one we'll go over one last uh rule tidbit and this is this tends to be a big one uh, the uh, infamous tiger fear so, um, as some of you may know, and some of you may not know, Tiger Fear uh, tended to be the bane of inexperienced armies. And when I say inexperienced, I meant the actual uh, skill level of your force. So, originally, uh, Tiger Fear. Uh, was pretty much if you had line of sight to the german tank that actually had tiger fear on it you would have to take a uh order test at i believe minus one and if you fail that you go down yeah right i believe that's what what it did now they've made a few changes to it um i know they changed it before and the distance was actually quite short i think it was what 12 i think
1: it was 12 i think they changed it to so but then in the last or maybe not this last round of errata they did they changed it to uh 18 i think
0: yeah so it's now 18 um so so yeah, 18 inches, still have to be line in sight. Um, and you still get the minus one to the morale. So it's it's one of those rules that people were saying, you know, oh, that's that's way too good. That's way too good, right? Like I fought against that rule with my French army. And don't get me wrong, it was different era level armies fighting each other. So it was kind of the what ifs, right? But, yeah. But it definitely made a huge, and this was before any of the changes were made. It made a huge impact in my army because my French were a lot of inexperienced units and at the front line trying to advance, trying to get into cover, trying to use the trenches and almost every one of these units had line of sight to one right yeah you know be it a panzer four tiger or panther um it was really tough and towards the end of the game it was kind of like well i pretty much got bunkered down or pinned couldn't do anything about it
1: yeah right you know i never found it that overpowering but i had have... I have had a, a similar gaming experience in one game where it really just bogged me down and, and I couldn't do a whole lot back when you could only, when you could see it, uh, when the rule counted as long as you had line of sight instead of having a range. Yeah. I think the range was a good way to uh, limit its power a little bit, uh, just just to make the games more fun. You know, it's it's not fun having everybody just not be able to do anything. Uh, so, but that being said, I've also played it lots of times where it hasn't had that much of an effect. Maybe I fail one or two tests in the entire game. Uh, you know, so... Yeah, I'm kind of in the middle on it. I think the changes, I haven't played with the new changes. Uh, thank you, COVID. But uh, uh, I feel like that would kind of address some of my issues. You know, I, I thought it was a little bit silly that uh, you know things on a very far edge of the table, nearly as far away as you could possibly get, are having to take tests, even though that tank couldn't possibly hurt them. And they couldn't possibly hurt that tank. Um, so it's kind of in the middle. Yes, it can be a, a pain, but you know I don't think it was as crazy good as people claim. It's just you have that one game where it really goes against you. Yeah, and that's the game you remember. You don't remember the other ten games where it really didn't do that much.
0: And, and the thing uh, the thing you got to remember with Tiger Fear, like. It actually only affects you if you're doing any other action except for shooting at fighting at that tank. So, I mean, your infantry is, they're probably going to get hit with it. But your anti-tank gun, more than likely you're firing at that tank anyways. So, yeah. um, the the other downfall with it too, and it, it kind of goes both ways, like... Um, pans are four because it could be it can have tiger fear on it um, is a lot less cheaper than a tiger right
1: so, yeah, so it, it's certainly way cheaper than a tiger
0: yeah
1: and uh, I, I see why they applied it a lot of people in the war did mistake it because of a similar shape mm-hmm but it's obviously significantly smaller. Yeah. Uh, so I can see why they included it, you know, yeah, and in those rules. And
0: it's only one, right? Like, it's only one tank. Um, I mean, sure, you could have multiple tanks in your, your army with it, but you only ever get affected by it once on that turn, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Overall, is it is it a powerful ability or universal special rule that it, they get? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it is. Um, again, like I said, especially if you have lower experienced infantry. Um, if you're running veterans, not so much. If you're using regulars, eh,
1: it could happen,
0: depending if you have pins on yourself. What Do, you, <laughs> do they need to change it again? I think they should just leave it. Yeah. 18 inches. Okay, it's far away enough. It does have to get closer to you, so it makes it having to move, which, do you really want to move your tire tank, get closer to the guy's bazooka? Mm, You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I feel like the range really changed up. Then again, that being said, I haven't been able to playtest that. Yeah, that's Uh, true. But in my mind, at least, it seems like a fair counterpoint. No, definitely. Definitely.
0: But it's one of those controversial rules, right? It it always comes up. So, um, but as for our group, it's been pretty decent. I like the changes. I like that they're always looking at it, trying to adjust it. Sometimes they get it right. Sometimes they don't. But that's just the breaks um but overall it is a different mechanic um you know it did happen when you heard that squeaking and grinding of those tracks down the road and it's echoing down the ruined road sometimes your infantry were pretty much shitting bricks because they knew what
1: was coming right reality it should be called tank fear yeah. Because if I'm an infantryman and I hear tracks of any kind, I don't care what they are, I'm yeah. probably teasing off. <laughs>
0: you know, honestly, at work, when the backhoe is, is going along, going up with the tracks, and I hear the tracks rolling, I just start panning around because I'm instantly thinking, where's that tank? Where's that tank? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, That's great. That's great. But, yeah, I think that will be it for for units and rules and what we think about them and uh our next section and we're going to be pretty much doing this kind of thing uh for the next little bit until we get through these armies um it's a little section actually jason uh <laughs> jason came up with the name which is great it's uh <laughs> armies from the armchair <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <Good
1: man. laughs>
0: So Jason's gonna be helping me go through some of these armies, and uh, probably have some other guests on at some point too. Um, there's quite a few different armies. A lot of the main books you'll you'll have access to them right away, but then there's some some that are in the campaign books, the theater books, right? So yeah. Um, but today we're we are actually gonna go through a little bit of the German armies of Germany book Um, so it's it's a pretty thick book uh, 108 pages lots of info lots of good stuff in there Um, so if you're looking into starting them this might be a good place to kind of check it out so what we're going to start off with is uh, I think we should just maybe start with the strengths and weaknesses of the german army and the, the army book here um so one of the big strengths is their actual nation rules or their special rules that they get now each nation gets this like each of them get some special rules um the first one that they have is blitzkrieg so with this it allows um actually i have to count oh yeah your snap to action special rules i believe that's the blitzkrieg it pretty much allows when you do a snap to action um order your officer depending on what level they are get uh to pull out To draw dice from the bag to issue to another unit. Well, the Germans actually get to snap to action with an additional dice. Yeah. So that
1: can be a big deal for uh, an opportunity in the game to uh, kind of seize the initiative. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, not depend on the luck of the draw, and uh, you know, go for that big hit on that unit or. You know, maybe you have a couple of units in the open, and you're you don't want to get stuck there. So, you your officer just gets everybody, you know, moving all at once. You know, there's a you know, uh, or there's that unit coming towards your position. You have the objective, but you want to lay down as much firepower as you can on that unit that might come and snatch an objective from you. All at once. It can be a really uh, good rule. And to have the ability to do an additional one, because I believe for a second lieutenant, uh, the lowest level officer you can have in the game, uh, you get one. So you get your officer, and then he gets to do his stuff and one more, right? Yeah. So then for the Germans, they get the officer and two units within the officer's range. So you can really uh, do that, and that's for the cheapest officer. So, it it goes up. So I believe for a first lieutenant, it's uh, two units. So it'd be three with the yep. Roman rules. So you can really get a big portion of your army motivated, moving, and doing what they need to do. Yeah. Ahead and, of the enemy.
0: And that's and that's usually as long as it's within either. Depending on the officer level, it's either six inches for like the lower officers or uh, twelve inches for higher officers, right? So, yeah, um, your army can definitely be really close together, supporting, right? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, snap to action like that with the uh, the blitzkrieg rule, pretty pretty good, pretty good. Uh, the next one they have is the initiative training. Um, Pretty much what that one is, is if your unit's NCO gets taken out, they have the chance to uh, roll on a one. The NCO is actually taken out. Anything else, somebody else pretty much becomes your NCO. So you are rarely ever getting the negative modifier for not having your NCO in the unit. Yeah. So that's it's
1: pretty it good. Comes into play with, we were talking about snipers earlier, where they can target the NCO. The sniper playing a German player might not bother, you know. Yeah. No. Uh, you know, and it can be a real pain to lose your NCO and to have that automatic negative one to all of your test, you know, because you've lost that, you know, little leadership uh, within that section. So, Yeah. So that's a big deal.
0: No, it's pretty good. It's another good rule for them. Um, with that, and it's, it's funny because we touched base on the MMG teams, but uh, the next rule is Hitler's buzzsaw. Um, so pretty much any light and medium machine guns fire one extra shot. So big 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 bonus for the german army any machine guns the light and medium they get all these bonuses yeah. and you know some of their larger tanks have multiple machine guns so it really amps up your firepower
1: yeah i can it can beef it up i mean it's to represent the fact that uh your machine gun is pointing out 1600 rounds per minute as opposed to like a bren machine gun that's pointing out 600
0: it's like the mg42 right so
1: yeah mg34 and mg42
0: yeah so it's you and you'll see you'll see german players take advantage of this quite quite a bit so um any chance you can get multiple machine guns that's the way to go right the machine guns tend to be a lot more effective, like on a tank than its actual main cannon, which is against infantry. Yeah, I can see it. So again, another good one. The last one that they have, I believe. Yeah. Uh, we've touched base on this already is the tiger fear. Mm -hmm. So as we talked about earlier, um, with the FAQ or errata pack that they released not too long ago, actually. Um, So yeah, within 18 inches in line of sight of a tank that has tiger fear, the enemy has to take an order check at minus one. And of course, if they have additional pins. Yeah. And if they fail, they
1: go down. So. Which I think, uh, I, like I said, I haven't play tested it, but I think the 18 inches will really mellow it out a little bit, which is fine. But then again, I never found a game breaking either. So it's, it brings the new change will bring tiger fear more in line with the rest of the German rules, which are good, but not game breaking, you know, an extra shot. That's great, but it's not going to break the game. Uh, uh, really rarely losing your NCOs—that's a really nice thing, but it's not going to break your game. An extra order when you're doing a snap two action again can be really great. Not going to break it. I, I, I like their rules. I, th- I think they're solid, solid and fair.
0: Yeah, they're one of the armies. I think when anybody looks at Bolt Action, that's pretty much the army they go for right away.
1: Yeah, I mean Germany is. Bolt action space marines. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody plays that plays 40K has had a space marine army. 99% at one point in time. Everybody that plays bolt action, 99% of them have or will have a German army. Yeah.
0: I got six of them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm there with you. Buddy. So, and, <laughs> so, yeah so so those are special rules for them um that's one of the 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 strengths of them uh the other kind of strength for them is they actually have a lot of theater selector selectors throughout yeah. like their main book and i'm looking right in front of me i got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten, eleven, twelve. So right now I got 13 campaign books right in front of me and they all have different armies, different selectors, different units, new units, new rules in those yeah. books. Right. So. There's I mean,
1: a- even just in the main rule, even just in the, uh, their army book, uh, they have a, a really good range Mm-hmm. Good selection of uh you know a good uh, amount of choices yeah to take they can be really flexible you can play uh armor heavy big fatty daddy tank and uh, a bunch of elite infantry if you want uh you can play uh a really inexperienced ragtag uh army with them especially if you're going kind of latter days uh uh what do you call those uh volksjäger the uh, the people's army or people oh, yeah. soldiers the, there
0: the defenders there yeah
1: um you know you can go with uh, the volkstrom volkstrom that's yeah. them yeah uh you can go with uh you know, the uh Schum- and also just for uh, for rules, but for you know, looks and feels and themes, you know, there's uh Blitzkrieg uh, and for models. Blitzkrieg, Fallschirmjager, uh SS, uh um uh, Here Grenadiers, uh the um the DAC. Yeah, yeah, the uh Desert Assault Corp. Uh Deutsch Africa Corps. yeah um, in in Africa you got uh, uh winter uh troops uh, gerber, uh, the mountain troops Gerber uh, geez g word <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, drawing a blank I keep saying uh gerber babies the Gerber babies <laughs> gerber yeah babies. Oh, my God. I can't think off off the top no, of there's my head.
0: there is a lot and it's, it's funny that you mentioned, like, the all the different kits that they make. Majority of these kits are plastic, okay? Yeah. And uh, just saying that, and just so you guys know, if you're listening in on this, um, I actually just uh, recorded a unboxing of one of the sets that I will be starting up as well, just to show you guys what are in these sets, and they give you a little bit more exposure to the bolt-action starter set um per army because i have you know a gazillion of them um but going forward yeah
1: there there's a lot of kits for them so one of the great things about bolt action really is that it it can be played at all size of games Mm -hmm. but to get started a box of infantry a plastic box of box of infantry and maybe uh, a vehicle will be an army. That's an army. That's easy. Five hundred points yeah. with what? Usually, you'll get uh, it's like 36 options. Infantry. To make a couple of squads. You can you can deck out an officer pretty easily. Uh, you can uh, most of them come with uh, ways to make uh, weapons teams mm-hmm. in the infantry box. Uh, so right there, you have an officer, a couple of sections and uh, or a couple of squads and uh, uh, officer. Or I said that. So officer, a couple of sections and a uh, a team weapon or two.
0: Yeah, yeah, usually you can get snipers out of that yeah. out of that plastic box set as well.
1: Yeah, snipers. Uh, some of them come with light mortars, uh, depending we... on the box set
0: always make observers
1: yeah observers are easy to make you know you put binoculars which is a kind of common doodad that come on those Mm -hmm. plastic screws and uh put a little map in his hand or something and or just you know the one where he's uh has his hands over you know uh shielding his eyes from the sun like he's scanning the horizon and every uh, warlord is famous for giving you a pointing arm yes every single sprue has an arm pointing so uh, make a guy point, and there, boom, observer. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so that's not specific to German. I kind of got off of topic there, but uh, it oh, is that's a, fine. A, for for bolt action I like and uh, Germany, especially with having so many choice Yeah,
0: yeah, and you'll see them, uh, you know, in the next months to come because uh, I will be going through a few of them, um, but some of their other strengths for the German army going into actually into their, to their units and stuff is a lot of their early units and whatnot. um, There is like no inexperienced units. They're regular, if not veteran. So tough army, like very solid army. Um, Their units are pretty strong once you start going to the late war era that's when their units start becoming a bit more inexperienced right yeah so equipment's not as good the units aren't as good um but it's all part of history of what actually
1: happened right but then again they also get access to a bunch of assault rifles Mm -hmm. which can be Terrible, as in terrible for the guy you're playing against, because you can really uh, wreck. So you can move and fire,
0: eighteen range, eighteen range, assault. So two shots, and in in combat they're used as well, right? So yeah,
1: they're tough fighters in combat. So, uh, they they can be assault rifles can be really Mm. devastating it beefs up the point cost of your guys a little bit but you know assault rifles are tough to deal with especially if you're chugging around the board with a bunch of uh rifles going against them you know it gives them a significant advantage you know yep
0: so they got that they uh they have access to um Panzer Shreks and Panzer Fosts, mid to late war.
1: Yeah, and I mean the ability to take multiple Panzer Shreks in uh, in your uh, squads. Yes,
0: that's right. Yeah,
1: which you two to, know,
0: two to three or something like that.
1: Yeah, for I I believe I want to say fifteen points, or maybe it's ten, but. Uh, Man, that that has hurt me in the past. Those,
0: well, even those Volkstrom that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, they can. You can take four Panzerfausts for five points each. Oh,
1: geez, so yeah. So,
0: it it, yeah, they're there. Um, so they have the option for that. They have, they have the option for flamethrowers, which not all armies have. So it's very good for that. They do have cavalry as well. Uh, Waffen SS, cavalry. So very maneuverable, right? They're tough. They're fanatics. Cavalry,
1: cavalry can be super good. I have a Polish army, (laughs) and the cavalry can be on the charge. If they can get it off, they can be just devastating.
0: Um, so there's and, and there's a lot of options they have uh, their bikes right the motorbikes and sidecars the was it kraschen squad yep yeah they can have motorbikes so very maneuverable you can definitely make a themed army with that uh, German engineers they got a whole bunch of different little options for them um, then you start going into they're heavier guns and there's just a plethora of mortars to howitzers. It's ridiculous. Um, a lot of times in, in these books they categorize the uh, different types of artillery pieces. So you, yeah. have, you have your light, your medium, your heavy, right? Even sometimes like, a super heavy anti-tank gun. Um, they also have access to a multi launcher which is the neville werfer and if you guys have never seen that go check it out on youtube it's a crazy <laughs> crazy sounding weapon um so yeah lots lots of options they got the big uh, 88s yeah they're they're crazy they are pretty much a fixed stationary Gun platform that has like a 360 pivot point on it. So, uh, I've I've gone against some of them. They're scary.
1: Yeah, they can yeah. hit hard. Yeah. So, they also have like a gajillion vehicle options. Yes.
0: yes. They're
1: all good. The even the, the Panther too. Oh yeah, I yeah. Yep,
0: yeah. I use it all the time for my, my blitzkrieg army right yeah but yeah they, yeah. they have a lot in here panzer threes a whole bunch of different types your panzer fours a whole bunch of different types you know um, panthers tigers they even have the king tiger which you rarely see on the board but it's a nice model to
1: have it's over 600 points i see i believe they made it 666 points
0: as a veteran yes they did <laughs> <laughs>
1: And one of the best recce vehicles in the game, the Puma. Mm uh-huh. hmm. That's a which, scary beast. I think they manufactured a 100 of them, but almost every single German player has one. <laughs> yeah. So you, most Allied troops would never have even heard of it. But. Uh...
0: <laughs> yeah, and they got so much more, right? Like all the Stugs, Martyrs, you know. Um pack wagons oh yeah and, th- and then there's that too so not only do they have a lot of tanks
1: and a lot of artillery pieces but their transports they have one of the beefiest transport options in the game it it does cost a lot of points like when you load it out it's a, it's around 100 points Yeah, the handle mags but it can be pretty tough little little uh vehicles you know Mm uh especially if you uh you know keep somebody in there so you can still fire you know maybe you put an extra machine gun on it or something you can you can fire some machine guns uh it has the uh armor um value of a a light vehicle so
0: yeah seven plus armor carrier
1: yeah yeah so you it's not easy to take out uh it's pretty decent it does cost points that's its drawback like obviously it's uh <laughs> you know they're trying to make yeah, it it's like
0: and just an inexperienced is like 71 points right yeah and then if you want to add an additional pintle mounted on the rear it's like 15 points and then it has other options too but
1: you know but one it's a fun option too it is awfully cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> The rule of cool is the number one thing. Exactly. So, and
0: then of course they have like you know Kubelwagons and just their regular trucks, their Opals. Um, they also have the Kettenkrad. Probably probably butchered that word, but <laughs> you know. Um, and then of course the most infamous horse-drawn limber yes that's in there too
1: which i love that they included because everybody thinks of germany as like oh they have so many you know everything is in a truck and they have they're notoriously uh, under trucked they had so few compared to the number of troops they had that most of the war most of their troops and their supplies this is how those wagons are what's supplying them Not not the trucks, but uh, so it's fun that they they had that in there. For sure.
0: And then, you know, you you end up, that's just in the main book, right? And uh, I mean, I can go on and on, but there's all the other theater books, uh, the campaign books. Some of them will have new German entries in them. Um, they have tons of theater selects selectors in them as well so again if you know you're looking for running some kind of germans out of the stalingrad campaign you have that book Pick up pick up that book and you can do that that's kind of what i'm doing right now Um, you want to do market garden you can western desert you know Um, battle of france they have that there and, yep. it, and it's neat because there's all these campaign books. They all have scenarios against the German army. So um, lots of options, lots of stuff to check out. Uh, if you have an idea, if you did some research and you kind of looked at what you want to build, what you want to do, I suggest definitely going and checking out their miniature range. The nice thing about Warlord Games is you don't actually have to stick to all their models. You can go abroad. You can 3D print them if you wanted to. Um, you know, lots of options. Yeah. G- Germany's a great army. Lots of good stuff. As for drawbacks for the army, um, they are expensive. So
1: Yeah. And especially people get stuck... In the mindset of big heavy tanks, because they are so cool, they have so many cool options in a German army that it's very rare you don't see them. Uh, a German army with uh, you know, its armor uh, section maxed out. And to be fair, again, super cool, but it is a, a drawback in the in the the points department. It's a a lot of eggs in one basket. It can be devastating. Yep. yep. You know, a tiger tank with tiger fear and the big gun and the hard heavy armor can be a real beast, but also but if it gets taken out, it's a big investment of points.
0: That's like I mean, half if, half your army, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the point limit you set, it, it can be it can really be up to half your army, you know? Yeah. So, so that's one drawback I find is that more than any other army, that's one. And I get it. Cause I'm guilty of it. <laughs> that's one that people love bringing out the, the big fatty tanks. And, uh, and that can be a drawback.
0: Well, even their, even their main units, their infantry, they're here. Infantry. Or the grenadiers, right? Like, unlike other games, and I- I'm I'm really bad for this too because I've been playing other games for so long compared to bolt action. I'm so used to having full squads, right? Yeah. Well, when you're paying for regular or veterans all the time, you you're not getting that all the time. So like my blitzkrieg army, I'm fielding two infantry squads. Well, I look across the board and there's five infantry squads coming against me. Like Holy smokes. What did I do? You know, gear gets expensive, right? Yeah. The base cost for your troops are expensive. Your officer gets expensive. Like everything is expensive. There's no, depending on what you're playing. I mean, if you're going late war with all the inexperienced stuff, or uh not the fault is it falschmeier? No, it's I don't the th- paratroopers? I don't think it's the paratroopers. I think it's um during's squad
1: there. The Luftwaffe? the uh, Luftwaffe uh, field division.
0: Yeah, I I think they have um some low-cost infantry that are inexperienced. You know, yeah but <sighs> Usually you don't see them on the board, So, um, but yeah, once you start going to later stuff, that's when you kind of start losing your tech, right? You start, you start losing the options for this and that, but as for price point, yeah, they can get expensive. Their transport's expensive. Tanks are expensive. Gear is expensive. So you got to play them. You definitely got to play them very tactically. And you can't just send out that infantry squad in the middle of of the field and just gets obliterated, right? Yeah. So um, that is one of the drawbacks for them. Um, after that, like, honestly, I don't really think... The only other thing is maybe there's too many options. <laughs> but... Yeah. The nice thing about the game is, you know, I take this one squad and I take that squad. Their options are slightly different, but a rifle is still a rifle. An assault gun is still an assault gun. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah. it's not these guys have these special weapons that do these. Yeah. These guys have these special weapons that do something completely different. So it's all in the flavor. It's all in the um, equipment that you checked out to see what they actually used. Like my winter Germans, they're all the the cars. They're not there's no assault rifles in there, right? Yeah. So um other than that, I, I I don't think they're really missing anything out of their army.
1: No. No. And again that goes to show uh you know one of the first points we made is that their versatility is one of their strengths. Mm-hmm. They, uh, their book is complete and to be fair they are the antagonist of the game really I mean, yeah. I mean Japan are, are pretty much the the big baddies where most scenarios are designed to be against them yeah exactly. so, uh, so which by the way is kind of an advantage too if you're a player that likes to play kind of a more themed more historical type game you know <sighs> Playing a, a German army gives you that feeling because you're quite often going to come up against. It's easy to find an Allied opponent, and almost any of them will work thematically. So,
0: yeah, no, for
1: sure, for sure. But even German on German games uh, <laughs> fit thematically, depending on what you're talking about. <laughs>
0: yeah. Operation Valkyrie. <laughs> yep. But, but ultimately, that's uh, a bit of an overview on the armies of Germany. Uh, if you liked this kind of content, uh, hit the light bucket button. Uh, let me know. Send a message. Make some comments. Let me know what you want to see, what you want to hear. Um, other than that, we'll be going through it, stuff like this. Uh, especially with the armies towards the end of the episodes, and also look out for unboxing uh, videos. I'll probably have them tie tie in with the actual uh, podcasts and whatnot. So uh, again, you know, like, share, subscribe, hit us on Facebook, hit us on Instagram, uh, check it out, us out on PodBeam, Apple. Um, and yeah that's i think pretty much it for this episode thanks for uh joining me again jason i'm sure you'll be on here again
1: no worries thanks it was fun yeah
0: for sure for sure and thank you guys for tuning in and we will catch you next time bye trident wargaming build it paint it play it